0: Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters, with your host Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and today we're going to discuss Doom Eternal and the highs and lows of our time with it. As always, I'm joined by Brett. What's going on, Brett? How's, uh, how's your time with Doom Eternal?
1: <laughs> I can't play!
0: oh no
1: uh it's it's i'm sad i'm very sad um we of course have have spoken about this a little bit already but Mm -hmm. (laughs) my uh not for lack of trying uh long story short my video card is more than capable of handling the game but because it is a desktop card in a gaming laptop uh Nvidia decided to stop updating drivers like a year and a half ago. And Doom Eternal is the first game I've ever played that did a driver check, or at least one that I'm aware of, and said I needed to be on a specific driver version. And I was like, okay, no big deal. I generally don't update my drivers because I go back and forth with the fact that it's a laptop or a desktop card in a laptop. They go back and forth on their support for it and whether they consider it one or the other turns on and off my different various abilities to have external monitors or do whatever right so i generally just leave my drivers alone i was like okay fine i'll go i'll go update them so i go to the website and there's no drivers and i'm like well the last driver update is like a year and a half old this is ridiculous and i go look and and do some poking around and it's this it's a series it's a gtx 700 or 770 but it's 700 series and I go look at the desktop version of the cards, and the 700 series is fully updated for desktops. But since it's considered a mobile card, they stopped updating for some reason, even though the, the like 600 series cards are updated to the current version. And I'm like, well, fine, maybe I'll mess... I've, I've finagled this before, usually from the other end. It's usually GeForce experience that I have trouble with. So I've done registry hacks and stuff to make geforce experience think that my card is a desktop version card so maybe that'll work i spent probably i don't know two hours an hour and a half two hours somewhere in there going through and trying to download the desktop version of the driver messing with the registry doing this that and the other and ended up in the long run having to go refund the game on steam so um I'm still excited to play eventually. I do it is in the cards, hopefully, for us to get a uh, a new gaming PC, and when that happens, we're also going to do VR as well. So that's been something that we want to do for a while. Um, so I'm still excited to want to play doom and eternal and and, you know see and experience it. So I will ask for both my sake and our audience, uh, no serious, story spoilers um but i do still want to talk about the game because i i need to i need to live through through you you need to validate the game for me so that i can enjoy you know playing it lest we all get the deadly virus that's going around so right
0: right yeah um so it's it it it's uh, i'll just say it's awesome um and i was i was actually a little nervous as well uh i, I m- my card is a 970 um, which was the recommended specs card. So I thought I would probably be able to run it. Um, but I actually am able to run it on high, and it looks terrific, and, and I have no hitches or anything. So I immediately, immediately as soon as I started talking about Doom, I'm going to talk about another game, but it's relevant. <laughs> Is it WoW? No, actually. It's not <laughs> an MMO. It's not an animal. Hey, here we go. Mark it on the calendar, folks. Right, right.
1: We, haven't we still talked have, a, we still have a
0: whole episode to go. so correct, correct. <laughs> I'll, I'll weave it in somehow. Um, no, so I... Uh, so the first time... It made me think of it when you said the driver check thing, because the first time I had ever seen a game driver check me was actually two weeks ago. I downloaded Call of Duty Warzone, the new Battle Royale free-to-play game they've released. Right. Or Mode, whatever you want to call it. Um. Anyway, and, and it told me I needed to update my drivers because Nvidia had released a new driver specifically for that that Warzone launch. So I went and grabbed it. And I've had nothing but problems with Warzone. It crashes to desktop, sometimes within two minutes, sometimes within 10 minutes. And sometimes I can play for a couple hours. There's nothing in event viewer. Um, I, I checked my CPU temperatures, they were high. So I actually went and bought and installed an aftermarket CPU cooler, dramatically reduced my CPU temperatures, still doesn't matter. And in the midst of all this, actually replayed through Doom 2016 on Ultra-Violent. Right. The kind of step, the same the same one I think we talked about in our last episode. Yeah. Um, And I actually finished it and played for like 10 hours in a single session. I mean, there was a couple of breaks, but basically oh, 10 yeah. hours and no problems whatsoever. Meanwhile, if I load Call of Duty, it you know, it's crashing. So I thought I was in a similar boat where it was like, you know there's just a hardware driven thing but i only have that problem in call of duty um so i would but because that happened the week before eternal came out i was kind of nervous yeah that that i was going to run into problems with that but no i've had no problems so uh no problems I, i mean to say so it's just a Call of Duty problem? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've done, I mean, there's tons of people on the internet that, that claim to have you know the same or similar issues. There's no error message when it crashes. Anyway, enough about Call of Duty. The, the point <laughs> being, I was nervous for, that I was going to have similar problems and that neither right. of us were going to have played it. Yep. Um, but, again, that didn't happen. Um, as far as spoilers, we're, I will I'll. I'll I guess I'll probably be spoiling some mechanics, if you will. That's um, but I'm only... I think three or four, I think maybe four missions and maybe it's five. I don't know, whatever. I'm not very far into the game. Right. Um, Because since I just played 2016 on ultra violent, I decided to start eternal on ultra violent as well. Like, yeah, I can just pick it up. Um, Which I haven't hit a hard stopping point yet, but it, it's, it's taken me a while to get through, (laughs) through some of the game. So would you uh, say that,
1: the ultraviolet of Eternal is harder, like in general, or just harder because it introduces new mechanics.
0: So I, I don't know. It's or kind is of, that hard to? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, certainly I don't know for sure, but I would say, I would say that it probably it, it's actually kind of both, which sounds like a strange answer. But the reason I say that is that I think that Doom Eternal. Has the capacity to be a harder game, but it also, I think, has a way higher skill ceiling, which to be clear, I do not approach touching, <laughs> um, but a way higher skill ceiling than Doom 2016. And so, which I can describe why in a moment, but so because of that, I feel like really like a player could potentially be way more dominant in doom eternal than they were in doom 2016. Um, and the reason for that is, yeah, you, you get, you get a you get the double jump again, uh, pretty much right off the bat, but then you also get a dash, which has two uses that recharge pretty quickly and you can dash in any direction. You can even dash backwards. So you can, left, right, forward, backwards, and you can do it in the air. Um, so you get Mega Man X dash jump boots. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and there's, well, and so because of that, like, I, and and maybe I just suck. That's also a total possibility <laughs> in all of this, but I feel like with the dash, it's probably easier to actually dodge stuff because you can go in so many directions so quickly. Right. That's why I say like I think the skill ceiling is higher so that if you um, if you were really good at all that movement stuff, you could probably avoid enemies a it's lot. It's probably more. also
1: a lot easier to
0: boost into an abyss. Yeah. <laughs> um so there's inner there's a lot of so like if you fall off the edge of any of the places I've been so far, it doesn't kill you. Like there's I mean, not like infinite abyss areas. There are, but you you will just respawn back on that ledge and lose like twenty health. Now, oh, if you're wow. only, if you're at so low of health, then it will just kill you and you respawn okay. at the that checkpoint.
1: That's kind of nice.
0: It is, um, and and so it still has the ledge grab. It also introduces though, um, I you would probably know what it's even called. I I don't know the term for it, but it's like a metal. It's like it like if you saw like a like a metal floor except it's on a it's on a wall always but it's got little like metal like the, the diamond plate like the little kind of yeah, yeah. exactly so th- that you will see that in different places and you can climb that oh nice you can attach to that and then climb up and down and so kind uh, of a little bit of prince of persia in there too then right yeah the platforming is way more involved and then it also has i think they call them monkey bars but it's got bars that are always yellow so they're very obvious uh even if you're in like a non earth zone right. <laughs> and it's made of bone it's still yellow so it's still obvious but yes, yeah, so you can so you you will like double jump and maybe double dash and then grab a bar and then swing and then that resets your jump so oh, then nice. you can jump again um so there's yeah there's way more platforming to it and just in, you know, just like in twenty sixteen, you'll drop into a a room that's kind of like an arena, right? Where you right. can't leave until you've beat whatever the enemy wave is. But you've got jump pads, you've got like little teleporters where you run through like a I don't know how else to describe it. It looks like a teleport, it's like a circle that's like blue and kinda, of, you know, and you run through it and then it pops you out somewhere else in the room. Nice. And then you've got the monkey bars and and so you've just got Like the way that I find I'm most successful is to just – I mean, you know, they say in the tooltips of of 2016 and Eternal, don't stand still. Right. But it's not even don't stand still. It's like don't – you can't even stay in like a small area and like strafe around. Like you just have to be going because stuff is always flooding. But it's kind of – so it's almost like an exercise in like parkour (laughs) where – You also land and then blast something in the face, you know. So it's like
1: Mirror's Edge meets Doom.
0: Yeah, very heavy Mirror's Edge influence. I mean, there's not the sliding and, you know, the combat. Like Mirror's Edge, obviously. But, yeah, I I thought of that a lot when I was playing it, actually. Like how groundbreaking Mirror's Edge was when it came out. Now, again, that was 2008, I think. So really long time ago. Um, And then how... Seamlessly, those mechanics are now integrated into an FPS title like doom. Um, yeah, because there have been a few games that it
1: kind of tried to take. I think the the most recent success would probably be like Apex Legends, but even that is, yeah, sounds like it's not quite as much as this
0: would be. Excuse me, Doom is kind of that I don't know, Apex is made by the same people that made Titanfall, which is okay, yeah, on entertainment, yeah. So they they do like where their movement differs is they do actual wall running. Okay. Um, so yeah, and and there's sprint sliding and all of that in Doom. I don't even think there's a crouch though. Like there's so there's definitely not a slide or anything. Anyway, um, new things that are that are different. There is no pistol this time. Ooh. Like it's it's almost like they took. Everything that could have been like quasi uninteresting about Doom twenty sixteen, right? And either revamped it or scrapped it. So, so you have unlimited
1: shotgun ammo now.
0: You don't. <laughs> what you get? So the shotgun is the first gun you start with. Okay. Um, and it and it's the same system of weapon upgrades. Okay. Are the uh, upgrades the same? largely what were they so in 20 the the shotgun
1: got the grenade and the triple burst
0: right so this time it's a grenade um but i think the grenade is a lot more powerful this time i i use it a lot um and then it gets and then the other version is a full auto oh nice so you can just like clip through uh yeah shotgun shells pretty quickly um, But so what they do, since you don't have an unlimited ammo gun, a lot the pistol in Doom 2016, you, the chainsaw is just a default thing that you start with. Okay. And your chainsaw can get up to three cans of gas, like right. so three ammo for it, basically. And I don't know if you encountered this in 2016 or recognized it, or you or the you know the listeners, whoever, but. In Doom twenty sixteen, like you could always kill an imp with a chainsaw to get ammo, no matter what, right? No matter how much chainsaw ammo you had, could, but could? You, as long as you had at least one chainsaw ammo.
1: Oh, sure. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. I didn't know that it would always work on imps. No, okay, yeah, no, as long no, as correct. you had ammo. Okay,
0: right. But if you only had one chain, and I, I didn't specify. I mean, if you had one, but in in twenty sixteen, and this is also true in Eternal. But in like twenty sixteen, if you if you try and kill like a mancubus or one of the really big demons and right. you only have one chainsaw ammo, it won't let you do it. It'll say you need more uh. gas for the chainsaw. So it's like to kill a bigger thing with it, it requires more of a consumption of that ammo. Right. Kind of to, to kind of stop it from being just a one shot. Right. Anytime you choose thing, you know? Um. So anyway, so that mechanic is still true here. All of this though, is to say that the, 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 Initial can of gas, your bottom, your first can of gas. Even if you haven't found an ammo drop, it's like a, a cool down, so it will automatically uh, fill over time.
1: Nice. So you kind of, oh, it's not like you always have one, but it'll regenerate back to one.
0: Close enough, because by the, you, I mean, you kill something and then with it, and you get ammo for a while Right, wide, so you are right gonna down.
1: go use that,
0: yeah. Right, so you've got four guns to get through again, or however many you have at the time, and then it's probably full again, at least the, the bottom can. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, let's see. Assault rifle I've got. That is the same with a, um, precision shot upgrade or micro-missiles. Nice. But like in Doom 2016, I hated the micro-missiles. I, oh, they I were...
1: loved them.
0: See, I didn't think they were powerful enough. Like, I just couldn't, like, nothing. I didn't feel, feel like anything was dying to them. And maybe I just didn't do it right somehow or something, but in, in Eternal they're very powerful and and very effective so i like those there um and it does the same thing where you've got like two tiers of upgrades that you spend the weapon upgrade points to purchase Mm -hmm. but then the third upgrade or fourth whatever it is depending on the gun is a is a challenge just like
1: i like that that returns that was a very fun mechanic that i definitely
0: enjoyed agreed agreed um You get the grenade again, except that this time there's, at least so far, also a freeze grenade. Nice. Uh, There were several
1: grenade types in
0: 2016, but I never used.
1: There was one that, like, regenerated health, I think. Mm. And there was, like, three or four different grenades that you could swap or equip, but I only ever used the regular one, and only until I got a better gun.
0: Right, yeah, just if I was, like, low on ammo or something and needed a, a quick thing. Well, so, and the grenades, again, are on a cooldown, so you're not having to collect grenade ammo, and the frag grenade and the freeze grenade are on separate cooldowns, so you can throw a freeze grenade, freeze everything, switch to frag grenade, immediately throw it, and, you know, right in the middle of the same group or whatever, which is cool. Um, I don't know, I don't mean to just keep listing features, I mean, do you, (laughs) is there,
1: no, I mean, I, I I mean i'm intri- i don't know if our I- i'm at least intrigued okay, i don't okay. know. i can't be the only person out there that can't run it and i've actually kind of laughed because i guess uh, somewhat recently nvidia announced like their highest stock gain in three years which kind of makes me mad because it's like they shut down the drivers so that people would have to buy more cards and now everybody's buying video cards to play doom it's a conspiracy
0: Wow, yeah, all the seven hundred m card owners out there racing to the store to get to get new ones. Um, but yeah, so it's it, the, so the the guns are are very satisfying again. The super shotgun has an alternate fire of a hook shot that you shoot at an enemy and it will pull you to them. And so does it
1: have them. to just be enemies, or can you like latch onto walls and surfaces?
0: Pretty sure it's just enemies. okay, pretty sure um
1: i mean that still gets you in super shotgun
0: range so exactly yeah it pulls you right up to them uh which is nice th- th- that is one thing that i wish that they would would have done differently and they actually leaned into it so in 2016 your your regular combat shotgun and your super shotgun share ammo yes. which i get they're both shotguns yeah but i kind of always didn't like that because i want to be able to to use both before right. i run out of bullets you know and it's kind of, they do that again here. And also the plasma rifle and I think they call it the ballista this time, but it's basically it's like the rail sniper. gun. Yeah. That they both share an ammo type as mm. well. Um, the plasma gun. So it gets the the heat burst. Right. You know, the heat dissipator as one of its alternate fires, but the other alternate fire is actually kind of, It's kind of hard to use, but it's kind of interesting too. It you right click on the enemy, and it just it's almost like a Ghostbuster gun. Like it shoots a beam at the enemy and freezes them, and then a little bar fills up. And once it gets full, the enemy just explodes. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and you can use it on large enemies. So like the first time a Hell Knight jumped out at me, instead of trying to run around and dodge him. I just froze him in place with that thing. You dick then, dug him. <laughs> yeah, held him <laughs> until <laughs> <we> <laughs> <grew>. <laughs> <laughs> um, But you you move. I mean, you can technically move while it's active, but you move real slow. So, it's not something that's super easy to use, um, in the midst of a big packer or, or whatever. So. I don't know, I, I, I've I really only used that I haven't used the heat dissipator thing or whatever heat burst or whatever you want to call it, but I have I mean, I used that in 2016 a lot, so I'm pretty sure I know how it's going to work Right Um. Let's see, I think that's all the weapons that I've unlocked so far Are the there,
1: shotgun... have you found any of Ooh, the like launcher. Oh, the rocket launcher Have you found any of the like, are there the original Doom levels with like the secret levers, have you looked?
0: I don't believe there are, um However, it it gives you a um, – so the game is just – like it's, it's hard for me to find the words to describe it, not because it's so profound, but just because I don't know how to explain it succinctly. But it's like the game is just so much – like Doom 2016 I thought was a, a totally complete game, right? right. Like it's a fully fleshed out game. It's great, whatever. And Doom Eternal is – almost makes it it's almost like an EP compared to an LP if that okay. makes sense so in doom eternal you start out in your fortress so there's there's just a i don't know if it's a ship or a castle or exactly what it's supposed to be i guess it's probably like more like a castle but you just start out in this huge doom fortress where you can run around all in it and that's like where you select missions from but it's okay. so it's a hub that you go back home to huh. between missions. Okay. Um, and one of the things that it's got in it that's really cool is you can load up a practice round, kind of like the X Men Hollow Deck or something. Oh, nice. You can choose what demons you want to fight, and it won't take any of your. It won't. It won't record you losing any of your ammo um, or any of your other inventory items that you might deplete during that. It, it lets you take them back out even if you use them during that. Right. What's also cool about that mode though is you can load it up and then use that mode to to finish your weapon challenges.
1: Oh, nice. So if you need to, like, shoot 20 imps with grenades,
0: you can just load up imps and shoot grenades all day. Correct. Until, That's sweet. Mm-hmm. And another thing that it has that you want to – so collectibles, you've got the little toys, but instead of just being, like, the Doom Marine and, like, different versions of that, it's, like, little – what are they – What are the, what kind of toys are those called? Like – like, Plinko or...
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. The little the, bobblehead
0: toy. The little vinyl. But, yeah. Yeah. The, but it's like of all the different creatures, like there's toys versions of all the different creatures in nice. the game as well. So those are the back, but then you also find um, CDs, which actually now that I think about it, I've found one CD and I don't know what it does. I assume it's a <laughs> soundtrack thing. Maybe you can play it in your base or something. Oh, nice. um, but you also unlock uh, cheat codes and uh. you can activate the cheat codes and go back to previous missions and it does not limit your progress. Huh. So that's so, so you-
1: that's such a like I I don't know if we had discussed this too much before but I I had definitely thought of how like microtransactions almost replace cheat codes in a lot of like mm-hmm. cheat codes just faded out of they became console commands in some games but they still weren't like cheat codes would often have cheeky, like especially like Duke Nukem and Doom. There's like yeah. like no clip and God mode and whatever. But there were also like different cheat codes that were like Easter eggs.
0: Yeah, like big head mode or something. Right. Yeah. So um, so yeah, there's, and I thought it was really cool that they don't penalize because most games that have cheat codes built in like that will disable your progression. Right. If you enable one. Now, the only thing that it does, so in most of the levels, I don't think every single one, but in most of the levels, there will be a, a an area that, they, that has a gate that's locked, and it's called a Slayer Gate. And then within that same level, there is a Slayer Key that you have to do some tricky platforming or something to find. It's like a secret kind of thing. Right. So once you get that key, though, you unlock the Slayer Gate, and then you go in and you basically can initiate... The easiest way to explain it's like a separate instance so it doesn't take place in the room you're standing in it like loads a new level basically okay. and it's called like a slayer challenge and they're very very difficult um you can't access those if you have a cheat code activated. Yeah. so if you want if you didn't finish one and you went back to a level you wouldn't be able to do that with a cheat code, which yeah. But by beating the Slayer, beating the Slayer Gate, you get three weapon upgrade points oh, wow. for completing the Slayer Gate. Nice. So it's worth it to complete it. Yeah, that's something they did that I thought was really cool. Is now they clearly list out what weapon upgrades are available in a mission, like how many mm-hmm. and what activities will reward them. Nice. So doing like the normal combat usually awards like you know hat like five because I think it's ten in every level, so it'll it'll award the first five. And then if there's a Slayer Gate, that's three. And then there's um, there's some secret uh, like Gore nests. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but like secret fights. And if you find those, then that'll be like the last two for a total of ten points for the mission.
1: Yeah, I was really frustrated in 2016 when it would be like it, it was just kill as many, kill all the guys basically to get all the points, and they would each fill up as you went, like a little circle around them. But I would get to the end of a level and. Kind of get to a point where i couldn't go back but it meant that there was like a room that had a couple dudes in it and but no other secrets Mm -hmm. and so like but some things weren't considered secrets because i actually found that in my walkthrough it didn't walk you through everything it just walked you through the secrets and Mm -hmm. i think the argent energy tokens were not considered secrets so i missed like all of those, but the first one that you get automatically by following the walkthrough that I was in. So, hmm, right. And those probably cool. had a couple of dudes next to them.
0: So, here's another feature that you will love, which I was very impressed by is when you get to the end of a level, like before you actually go to the part where you exit the level, whatever mm-hmm. that is, it unlocks fast travel for the map. Oh. So, you open up your map, and then there's usually, usually per you know level or Stone. whatever you want to call it there's like yeah zone there's like maybe two or three maps total that make that up right so not only can you hop between those because otherwise not only could you maybe not go back a certain distance in the area you're in but you certainly couldn't go all the way back to the first zone that you right. started in or first map in this zone or level whatever you want to call it um but it has multiple points of entry that you can hop into through the fast travel. So not only can you just go back to the first map, but there's like three or four or five different points within each map that you can select. Wow. So it's cool because if maybe you know where a secret is because it shows up on your auto map, but you didn't find it. So then you can open up fast travel and look and see what's the closest thing to it. Yeah, exactly. And then as soon as you find it, you can fast travel back. To the next or to the end of the, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Now, Now, like,
1: I was just gonna say, speaking of the map, like, because you had talked greatly about 2016's map. It's a pretty good map. I like it a lot as well. Uh, How would you compare, like, Doom Eternal's map? Because I still felt 2016's lacking a little bit, especially because I mean, once again, going back to my all-time favorite, uh, you know, shooter prior to 2016 is is Metroid Prime, and Metroid Mm -hmm. Prime's map system is a lot. In my opinion, it's a lot more intuitive than 2016's because 2016's has a lot of breaks that you can't always see where they connect. And in, like, Prime, once you find everything but some of the, like, secret areas, it just shows how, what connects to what, and it shows you kind of the whole thing.
0: Um, yeah, I would say that it's similar. So the auto map is, is what you're talking about. So it's, it's really good. It's just the same, same design where it's the 3D auto map that I think is really well done. However... There are, um, I don't, so one thing it does, I don't, which I don't think it did this in 2016, but any, like, so maybe you've unlocked, like uncovered the fog of war for a section of the map, we'll say, right. But until you, it's all gray scale still. And then when you walk over it, it turns green on the map. So it will show you where you've actually physically been, not just where you have discovered, if that makes sense. That's nice. Um, I but, think 2016
1: uh, does something similar, but it's, like, gray and okay. blue, and it's kind of hard to
0: tell. Okay, okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember for sure. But because of all the additional platforming tools, I would say it's probably, in some cases, maybe even a little more confusing how you find to get to a place. Because you can go in so many – there's so much of verticality. Well, yeah, because just, it might just show a really big gap, and then if you actually get there and look, like, oh, there's – a monkey bar that I need to be able to reach and then I can swing across, but on the map that's not clearly represented. Right. So not necessarily that once you get there, it's hard to f- figure out, but it's not intuitive just from looking at the map necessarily how it's going to work. Right. Um, you all, There's also stuff where you like, there's big blocks like just giant cubes that will have a certain icon on them. And if that's there, then it means you can punch it and it will like push it to another side of a room kind of Zelda. I was going to
1: say you got Zelda in here too,
0: like Right. Um
1: are are when is Dr. Wily and the
0: ice rod going to show up? Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh Robotnik actually is in, you No, he's not in the game. Dr. Uh, Hayden is actually Dr. Wily. <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's just I don't there's just so there's just so much going on. Like it's just again, with the secrets you've got You've got a ton of different codex entries. I mean, there was codex entries in 2016 as well. Yeah. Way more lore in this one, like significantly more explanation and world building. Um, and it, it, at first, when you asked me what I thought of the map, I, I was thinking you meant like the, the level design, but I That's now fair. I have you meant auto map. But I would also say that the level design is a lot more satisfying. Um, you know, I would Doom assume
1: with pre- all, that many more movement techniques, you could just do more with them.
0: Yeah, well, and it's also, you know, Doom 2016 is basically all in a space station on Mars. Now, there's a couple of segments where you go outside, and there's a couple of segments where you go to hell. Right. But it's all still relatively confined. Not like Doom 3. I mean, it doesn't right, feel yeah. like corridors. But it's still just, I don't know. But in this, you get huge open space areas. I mean, the level design is still somewhat linear, But just as far as what you're seeing, like you see open sky. Right. And just, you know, crazy buildings and structures and like crazy scenes of what looks like other Slayers that are like Power Ranger Megazord size. Stabbing a a demon of the same size with a spear through the chest or whatever. So it's, I don't know, just really cool scenery and visuals that I I don't know, didn't didn't expect to see necessarily because I wasn't upset with 2016. No, I mean, it 2016. It's beautiful. But
1: if it's going above and beyond that, then that's
0: it. Is, so yeah. uh,
1: kind of going back a little bit to the lore stuff. And I know we had talked a little bit about this, you know, off camera. But I, I was wondering. So you said a lot of the lore is like all text based lore or skippable in some way. So it doesn't detract from the main story. But I do want to know. And it, I'm just guessing. But it, is it? Like can, can, one of the things that I liked about Diablo three was that the lore could play while you did other stuff. So is it like audio logs that you can also play or is it all text
0: based? It's pretty much all text based. There are way more um, cut scene type events that are all skippable. You can hold a button and and skip it if you want. Right. So maybe if you want another playthrough or something, you don't have to watch it. No, that's good. Or like, for example, I started I went back to the first mission after I completed the second one, I think. I went back to the first to try and find a secret that I knew I'd missed. Right. And um I didn't I was able to skip through the cutscenes that nice. opened, That's kinda that's good. It was, yeah. Um so yeah, I I'm trying to think of, of other things to to describe. Like on your ship, there's there's uh, other unlockable things that you you can get, and that you can like spend currencies to unlock different things on your ship. There's, you can customize how your slayer looks. Yeah, I was actually going to
1: ask about that because I've
0: seen some headlines about like unicorn slayer and whatnot. So I haven't had. I have the only one I've unlocked so far is the classic slayer. So it looks like the classic Doom Marine okay. from back in the day. Right. Um. But I mean, it's still kind of. Kind of similar to the modern one. Um, oh, one thing I haven't talked about yet is the flamethrower that you get that's shoulder mounted. Yes. So I was curious how that would work. So it's on a cooldown, kind of like the grenade. There's no ammo or anything for it, but what its purpose is. So in 2016, you could you, when you glory kill something, which is when they're flashing and you melee them and, and do the finishing move. Right. They they give more health. Well, in 2016, you could eventually unlock an upgrade for your suit that made it so that they also would drop armor on a glory kill. Right. Which is pretty beneficial. That's cool. Well, in this, with the flamethrower, instead of instead of bundling it all like that, if you flamethrower something, it lights them on fire. And while they're on fire and you damage them, they just spit out armor. And if you Ooh. kill them while they're on fire, then they spit out quite a bit of armor. Nice. So it's kind of like... You you now have a way to definitely get armor and a d- way to definitely get health and the chainsaw will definitely get you ammo. Right. So there's kind of a way to manage your resources. That's really cool. That's it's highly. so
1: awesome that there are resources, that there is resource management in a first-person shooter game. It's definitely mm-hmm. much more akin to an adventure style game where like you want to make sure you have potions handy you want to make sure you have ammo or arrows or whatever like to keep your mana up or do whatever it's kind of those mechanics just mm-hmm. used differently in in and make it into a first person shooter so it's it's nice that it's so much more of an adventure game and i, I cuz i liked that that doom 2016 definitely had some platforming segments in it and definitely yeah. had that adventure game feel of you know, finding secrets and i i really attribute a lot of 2016 to metroid prime i just feel it's it's not that that it's a metroidvania game because there's not as much backtracking and you know weapon unlocks mm-hmm. that'll let you into areas but that adventure rpg kind of style of game taken in the first person and i really enjoyed that so i like seeing that evolution go a little bit further
0: yeah, it's it's definitely it definitely takes just a little bit of getting used to with what is possible. Like I remember, I think it's maybe in the second level. I I came out and I'm on a ledge, and there's a big giant open expanse in front of me, and then I see two monkey bars that are pretty far away and kind of high up, but then past them is a another platform you could land on that had a secret on it. So I knew that I had to be able to get there somehow. And I played through the whole level thinking that eventually I would find a way to it. Didn't. So when I got to the end, I fast traveled back to before that part so I could get up to it again. And it just turns out that so the first time I tried to do it, I like I like jumped and then double, you know, double jumped again and then did my dashes and definitely did not get to the monkey bar. And I was like, I just there's no other way to do this. Right. But it turned out that if I jumped once and then dash twice and then jumped a second time, the second jump not only carries you forward but also bumps you up a bit. Mm. And so sort of that being on the end of that second dash did allow me to get to. the So most you're kind bar. of
1: losing a little bit of height off the dashes that you needed.
0: Right. If I if I burned the second jump early, but like it just took me just kind of messing around with it and trying it because when you first see it. At least for me, it was not obvious that, like, this is a jump I can make. It's like, right. that looks way too far. And there's a lot of jumps like that that when you see it, you're like, well, that's not where I go. And then you look <laughs> around, and it's like, that's definitely where I go. <laughs> Let's go for it, and then sure enough, you'll make it. So. I mean, that's great,
1: though, with especially combined with the dropping off a ledge or an into a void just bumps you back with health back. You don't have to wait for the level to completely reload to a checkpoint. Like, Mm -hmm. that's something that's always bothered me about... Probably less in 2016, because there's just less of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in games like Fallout and stuff, there were always places that looked like... I remember... uh, Fallout. I think it was New Vegas, where I was just traveling the wasteland... In kind of an odd spot of the map, just trying to find some random thing out in the wilderness. See if I could find a secret. And I found this, like, outhouse-sized building. And... I went and opened the door and it took me to a loading screen and then Mm. loaded me into, like, a 5 by 5 room. Like, there was enough room to spin around and grab, like, a couple of bits of, like, a paint can and some gears off the ground or whatever. And then open the door back, another loading scene, and then, I'm like, I've been traveling, there's nothing in the wasteland. I've been traveling for 20 minutes in the same direction in nothingness. As I approached this thing, you could have preloaded that as a 80% chance that I'm going to walk in there and just ha- like, it, it's no bigger than any of these other buildings. You could have just put a door on it that opens like, I, or just not a door. It's a five by five room. Like what is there to load? Right. And so that kind of stuff or like falling off a cliff and having to go through a loading thing and then retake the jump and miss and do it again. Like at least you get a, a several misses to, to try to,
0: your chances yeah. take the same, you know, event until you master Correct. it. Well, and like like there was one platforming thing that I was doing where I had to like jump to a wall that is like a vertical wall with the little metal rivet things I was talking about that you can like climb on, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to jump on one of those and then jump on a, another one, another direction, and then another one, and then jump to a monkey bar. But these vertical wall segments that I was jumping to only stay in the air for like five seconds once you touch them. So you mm. can't just chill there and figure out what right. your is gonna be. You kind of have to go. And so I failed that sequence several times. And yeah, it just put me at low health. It didn't result in me having to go through an entire loading screen every time. Right. Which I thought was really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, there's also just like a meta account level that you have that you're unlocking experience for that I think is part of the way that you unlock more of the cosmetics and that sort of stuff. Okay. So that's all cool. The multiplayer seems like it would be interesting. I haven't actually tried it yet. But the way it works is it's a Slayer versus two Demons. And the 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 two Demons are definitely underpowered compared to the Slayer. And But because of how high the skill ceiling is and the fact that you have, again, two different grenade types, all the different weapon types with all their different alternate fire varieties, the flamethrower the Slayer is the only one that can use like the teleporters and the jump pads and the mm. monkey bars. So it's like, if you played someone who was a Slayer that had a really, that was really good. Like I, I, I think it would be like playing, I don't know, one-on-one basketball or something against someone who is just incredibly talented at that. You know right. what I mean? Like it would just be, I think it could be embarrassing. Whereas <laughs> when you play Halo against someone that's really good, like they might kill you really quickly. But really, all that they're just shooting probably better than you right. are. Maybe they know the map better or something. But everyone's the same, right? Yeah, so, you're on equal footing. But with this, it's like, yeah, the Slayer is going to be going insane. Um, but just a just a ton of really satisfying moments so far throughout the story. Fought my first boss. Um, I was going to ask, happened.
1: like, without spoiling, like, story wise, equal to, better than?
0: Oh, way better than. Yeah, way better than. Nice. Well, because in 2016 you're kind of just following Samuel Hayden telling you what needs to happen and moderately disobeying him right. to subvert him also and in this it's yeah it's a it, it's a hold i mean i can say this without spoiling because it's at, literally at the beginning of the game so it's not right yeah that's fine not, not deep into it but it's just there's an invasion on earth right right so so you're going all over the globe to do stuff nice and and, and so it's It's just a way that that's what like that's what I mean by an EP compared to an LP. It's like it's got the core of 2016, and then it's just it's like oh wow, I didn't even realize that they could have put so much more around this. Kind of like a Zelda would or something, right? Well, and it's just
1: it's crazy that that's I I, I mean like four years later is what Mm -hmm. we're looking at, and and that's and and it sounds kind of like fallout 2 to fallout 3 in in terms of like everything is more of everything and it just to have that happen in four years for a single player only game and still ship with a multiplayer mode Mm -hmm. i think just goes to show like yeah of course it's probably money and resources and time but like we had 10 years between starcraft games Now, granted the other starcrafts are great but like it's just it can be done. I think is is kind of what this is is speaking to, at least in my in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, I think it's really I think it's really cool to see a an old IP resuscitated successfully, and not just successfully, but like to, in my opinion, set the standard for single player FPS genre. Yeah, it's um, not just a remaster. I mean, I definitely liked like
1: I think in the same way that Deus Ex was resuscitated. Because I love the new Deus Ex games, and they're just not like the originals. They have the core of the originals in there, but they're just totally different games. And I think that Doom is following in kind of a similar but different you know, ideology.
0: I would agree. Um, I don't know, though. I don't know. I mean, Deus Ex does a lot of cool stuff, so I'm not trying to, to discredit it but i don't feel like 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 i i and, and really this is just my own opinion obviously there's not a there's no way to to measure it it's all subjective but like i said before in the last episode half-life 2 was my favorite single player shooter experience that i ever had until doom 2016 and doom eternal surpasses that significantly i mean it's it's faster there's more weapons there's more movement options there are more enemy types. There's new enemy types that I'd never seen before nice. um, that are, yeah, really cool. Um, the the, It's just satisfying in such a variety of ways. And the fact that you have, like, a home base to go back to. Right. Super cool, you know? Like, <laughs> super cool. Um, the fact that there are the little cosmetic different upgrades and stuff. And, and there's different weapon skins you can unlock. Oh, nice. So far, the only one I've unlocked is the classic shotgun. But so my combat shotgun looks like the old shotgun. Nice. I mean modern graphics but and that's one other thing in doom 2016 you could tell that the the you know like an imp in doom 2016 is clearly still an imp yeah i mean it's heavily inspired by the old imp and 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 all that but in eternal it it's very much more a homage to the original doom oh yeah like like the marines have more of like the green hair crew cut and look like that, as opposed to the way they looked in 2016, where they were just kind of like black laser shotgun guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. And and as far as the boss fight, the only thing I was going to say about that without spoiling anything really is just that I was kind of nervous when I got to it because boss fights, especially in difficult first person shooters can be, really brutal right. sometimes um and i was worried it was going to be like a dark souls kind of moment where it's like i'm going to have to slam my head against this for an hour and a half to get past it but not only did i not have to do that i mean i did die a few times i didn't one shot it but it's got a few different phases to the fight and so like you complete one phase and it takes you to a new area and then starts a new phase of the fight ah. and i died in that second phase and it just respawned me there. So it right. created a checkpoint in that second map, second area, whatever you want to call it, which I really appreciated Because I, when I died, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> I don't. I'm going to be here forever if I have to go right. through all of That's place. me and Ninja Gaiden. Like, no. Oh. I, <laughs> I love Ninja Gaiden so much. Ninja Gaiden. Now we're talking about from Xbox, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Nintendo. Yeah, okay. No. So NES Ninja Gaiden is also hard, but I don't think it's fun. But... <laughs> Modern Ninja Gaiden, well, it's not modern now, Ninja Gaiden from the last 20 years right. <laughs> is, uh, is yeah, is pretty incredible. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I didn't, I, I, I hope this was interesting. I didn't mean to just feature list, but at the same time, you haven't seen it. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are kind of on the fence, especially with the popularity of Battle Royale games now and multiplayer right. games. Like, is this really worth it? I mean, you know, Call of Duty and Battlefield have single-player stories and or single-player campaigns, and they can be enjoyable, but it, it's this is so far beyond beyond that. Like it's so well done.
1: Oh, uh, another. So one last thing that I didn't, I have and and I've seen it and I've thought about doing it, but I decided not to because I wanted to save it and I'm going to continue saving it until I get a new computer and can play. But music big deal in 2016 is that also leaps and bounds better.
0: Um I don't know. I I I would say it's very similar. Um at least so I would say it's at least the standard is good. I like I don't know how much better that could be frankly. <laughs> that's fair. <because> that's fair. <laughs> it, you know, it they play really intense heavy metal while you fight and it cuts out when you stop fighting so it serves that same purpose. Yeah. But it was funny I was playing uh, a game that I think we're going to probably talk about the next time we we have an episode but Avorion which is a the space game and the soundtrack for that is this like really peaceful mm-hmm. serene like really good space yeah it's ambient music yeah right um so I was playing that and I had a buddy over here with me and he was doing something else he didn't he wasn't you know watching my screen the whole time and he had commented on the Avorion music and he was like oh that's relaxing that's cool and and then I shut that off and loaded up Doom Eternal, <laughs> and he didn't see that transition. <laughs> All of a sudden, he hears, like, this really intense metal, he's like, <laughs> right, he's like, wow, your game really, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see it is, you know,
1: it like, is, sneak peek to a, to a Vorion is that, uh? yeah, it definitely, music doesn't match the pirate fights. Like, sure. I definitely play my own music
0: after. Sure. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still excited to see what else Doom Eternal will have to offer. I mean, I think the story is going to be super awesome because it feels like they're taking you to a conclusion of what you understand pretty quickly, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that there's then going... Because there's no way that it's that short. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, it seems like I'm going to get to the end of, of the current objective Relatively quickly, but I know there's no way it's that short. So that means it's going to unlock Some a whole new bunch of stuff that I had no idea was coming, off, and I cannot wait <laughs> to see it. <laughs> I can't um, either, but I yeah. have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking though? Something I always wished I could have tried because I don't have VR is I always wanted to play the Doom 2016 VR version. Right. So maybe if you end up getting a PC that has VR capability. Maybe you could play Doom Eternal in VR, which would be absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Uh, to have that That's just be—I
1: don't know that I could do Doom in VR. That's a lot. Oh,
0: I totally could. That's
1: a lot. Mm. <laughs> Maybe, so I, I, oh, go ahead. I just need to get a little. I mean, I've had some experience in VR, but I'll need to get a little bit better before. Because I mean, in first in the we haven't talked about this, but in the I talked with you about the escape room VR thing from Ubisoft that I did, and that was. A lot and it was pretty simple there wasn't demons rushing Mm. at me so
0: (laughs) yeah I'm in so uh, completely unrelated to doom right now but um recently I can't remember what website it was I don't know if it was IGN or who but someone published a like a 30 minute interview with Gabe Newell from just like a week or two ago that you should totally check out it's really really interesting um But he talks about computer-to-brain interfaces and how we're actually a lot closer. He says we're a lot closer to the matrix than we think we are. Mm -hmm. And so they asked him to kind of elaborate on that. And and one of the more interesting things that he said was that he was like, we're going to find that some parts of that interface are a lot easier to deliver than we thought. And some parts are going to be much more challenging than we thought. And the example he provides is that providing information to like the visual cortex is actually not very in his, he doesn't think will be very difficult. So getting you to see something, no big deal. Right. But trying to get you to experience the sensation of cold mm. is actually really hard because there's a lot more parts of your brain up to and including your immune system right. that kick in whenever you feel cold. Right. So, cause your whole nervous system is wired to, to react to that. Right. So it's like, so I thought that was really interesting. And and that's something that, I don't know, like I, I almost, I'm completely going on a tangential <laughs> rant right now. I don't know how comfortable I am with VR being called VR because it's really not VR. It's not. It, it's like isolated display technology, which I know that doesn't sound appealing or sellable, but really that's what it is. I mean, we are, like the audio is not different. We already have headphones. We already have that experience. Yeah. And really all it's doing is just gluing screens to your eyes so that you can't see anything else and i get it that it creates a more 3d kind well, of well i mean it,
1: it does trick your body like there's a reason that movement techniques in br have changed not just because you can't walk around your room but because of like legit motion sickness
0: mm. um
1: so th- i mean there's it's 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 not vir- it's more virtual experience than virtual reality because yeah. you're not in a fully real world that you can move without you know but running into your own living room wall. But,
0: <laughs> well, like there's, you'll never feel a wind blow right. over your body. You'll never feel a temperature change. There's not smells. There's not. So, a lot of the thing, I mean, it's just sight and sound of the. There's only. a lot of
1: things that they're, I mean, they've got like the Impact shirts that they're coming out with and stuff that have mm. even up to and including like tens, like muscle stimulators. You can, like, which really expensive, crazy way out there stuff that probably isn't compatible with 99% of the software out there. But, like i could see like you know small solenoids giving you pressure points on your body to to signify things but i again like you said you're not going to get taste and smell and yeah right and feeling right, right you might get some touch. hot and cold <laughs> warming sensors but that gets nobody likes to deal with heat management in devices cuz then that gets into all kinds of federal regulations on how hot devices can get
0: and you know. Right. Well, and that's where is talking about, you know, if you try and do it just, th- just programmatically through some sort of interface, then it, it the body reacts weirdly right. to certain inputs. So anyway, like I said, total non doom related rant about VR, but you should totally, if you have not seen it, go YouTube, go look on YouTube, Gabe Newell interview. And it's probably the top result in the most recent one for sure. Right. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. Um, i mean they're doing it to promote half-life alex right. which just came out of course but still a really interesting conversation and a rare kind of glimpse into gabe newell i wish i worked at valve i'm just gonna <laughs> say that right now, i wish that was my job it's not um bmn yeah, I, I i've probably said too too much about doom eternal but just anyone that's on the fence about it you should absolutely check it out so long as uh, you have the drivers to support it um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean you're absolutely right. I was, I honestly, when you told me that your driver didn't work, I, no offense, didn't believe you, um, <laughs> and w- because I was just like, that's crazy, because I know they have drivers for 600 series right. cards, and then went and looked, and yeah, sure enough, they do, but not for the M version right. of those cards, and yeah, I don't know why they. I don't understand the decision-making behind that. It's been a
1: constant struggle with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. My gaming laptop is pretty nice. It's pretty powerful. It's an Asus Republic of Gamers. I love Asus and have for a long time. It has served me really well because the last... Like, I switched to laptops seven years ago from desktops. um, Mostly because I wasn't gaming super hardcore. And it just offered me a lot of flexibility to hang out and do things with my then girlfriend now wife um and be able to like watch tv together and play terraria or do whatever and and just kind of be closer whereas being in an office separated shut back was not good for our relationship Mm -hmm. but now it it is definitely becoming i can't upgrade it i can't you know do what i want with it and i've run into so many limitations with especially this laptop because it's half laptop half desktop I mean, it's got, like, twin fans. It's got a 17-inch monitor. It is not a very portable. It weighs, like, 10 pounds. So I don't move around with it a lot. Um, and it stays in one spot like a desktop would. So my next one is definitely going to be a desktop. Um, but... It has just been nothing but trouble with the way this card, because it's not a laptop card, but it is a laptop card. And they can't make it, like I said, the GeForce experience goes back and forth every update on whether or not I'm allowed to use Shadow Play. It'll tell me, like, can't use Shadow Play because this is a mobile card. I'm like, the last version let me use Shadow Play. So I'm just going to reg hack this or go back and just download the last version. Like, I don't, and no updates, block at the firewall level. I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I can use shadow play, I obviously can. Why does the next version not let me? So that but then the version after that lets me again. Or doesn't let me do desktop capture, but lets me do game capture. And I it's just it can't make up its mind as far as what they want to do with the card. And I think that's mm-hmm. why they stopped updating it. I don't know, whatever. They're jerks. Right. But
0: <laughs> fair enough.
1: So yeah, check your drivers, make sure you can run the latest, uh latest driver version, and then go by Doom.
0: Yep, get to ripping and tearing
1: so that's all for our episode today please join the discussion by tweeting your thoughts to us at puys pod or follow us there to get notification on stream times check out the links below for many other ways of getting a hold of us from email to discord we'd love to hear and discuss your thoughts if you like this episode please rate star thumbs up and review us wherever you're listening and tell a friend about us it really does make a difference All of our links will be available in the show notes. And if you want more of Walker's insights on pretty much everything in life not related to gaming, check out his other podcast, The Walk Show, which is everywhere podcasts are found.